This episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. HubSpot Podcast Network is the audio destination for business professionals who seek the best education and inspiration on how to grow a business. Listen, learn, and grow with the HubSpot Podcast Network at HubSpot.com slash podcast network. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. This is John Jance and my guest today is Raul Galera. He is the Chief Advocate at Referral Candy, which is an app that allows e-commerce brands to set up and run customer referral programs. So Raul, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. So I, you and I were talking before we started this and a lot of my listeners know I wrote a book called The Referral Engine many years ago and you were asking me, it'd be interesting to see what's changed and it's fundamentally, I don't think much has changed other than tools like Referral Candy have come along and, and maybe made some things easier. But uh, when I wrote that book or was preparing to write that book, I did a, a survey and had about 2,000 people respond. And about 75% of the people uh, told me that over half of their new business comes by way of referral. Now, the second part of that equation or question was, what do you do about it? Essentially, what is your referral activity? And about about the same 70% said, well, we don't really do anything. <laughs> it just comes to us accidentally. So I wonder if you could start by just talking about this idea that if we know that fundamentally our business is coming by word of mouth or referral or something, why doesn't anybody do anything about it? That, that's a really good question. It's the chicken or egg <laughs> dilemma there. Yeah, the, the, I would say that the basics, and I'm sure your listeners have heard this before from your show, but yeah, I mean, it's word of mouth. It's something that happens organically. We just, we, it's part of our nature to talk about things uh -huh. we've done and things we've bought. And so it's it, referral marketing. It's about building on top of that. As, as we were mentioning off, off the air, it's all about having those items in place that allow you to be referable and allow you to make it easy for your customers to to refer. That's gonna happen no matter what. If you have a good product, if you have a good overall yeah. experience, if you have a solid brand, your customers are gonna be happy uh, and they're just going to get out and refer. But without a referral system, First of all, like you mentioned, there's no way for you to know how many of those customers are actually coming from referrals. You might have some estimations, but you don't really know yeah. exactly. And then, so if you can measure in the first place, there's little also you can do to incentivize it because you don't know what's your benchmark, where you're starting, what's your, your starting point. So why doesn't everybody do it? That's a tough question. We're in the business of making it easier for people to, yeah. <laughs> to refer. I think it's because when you think about either customer acquisition, even though referral marketing has um, evolved a little bit more in, in, in the past especially a couple of years and a lot of brands are looking at it from a customer retention point because a lot of businesses are starting to realize that you you do need to retain customers. This like growth at all costs scenario is not going to last for too long, but it's traditionally been seen as a customer acquisition tool. And it's true that there right. are other techniques out there uh, and other marketing channels that make it probably give you a faster turnaround in terms of acquiring new customers than referral marketing. It's a long-term strategy. It's like SEO. It's something that you need, but it's a long-term plan. So I think that's probably what prevents a lot of brands from getting started is the fact that it's a long-term project. And again, there's a lot of things you got to have in place in order to be able to turn it into a successful channel. So one of the things, particularly smaller 
maybe service-oriented businesses, I would say, in particular. The, the number one complaint I hear is that I don't want to, it's like I'm begging for business by going to my customers who I already have a relationship with and now asking them to help me feels a little awkward for some people. I wonder how you've helped folks get over that idea. I have one example from one merchant that it's probably the way to ask customers for a referral that I've ever seen in my five years at Referral Candy. So this customer is called Baron Fig. They're based in New York City, if I'm not mistaken, and they sell like notebooks and productivity-related tools. And they have a section on their website uh, where they talk about the referral program. And it's like a note from the team to their customer base. And one thing that they mentioned that I particularly love is the fact that they say, look, we'd rather spend money on you, our customers, than on Facebook advertising. And they talk about the importance that it has for their small business. The fact if their customers get out there and start spreading the word, that's going to have a major impact on their small studio. But that that particular line where they say, look, we'd rather give the money to you rather than spending on advertising. I think it's really powerful. And it, it shifts the focus a little bit more on the I'm not begging you for business. It's just that I, I really want to reward you for, for your trust. So I think when you put it on the customer in that way, I think it typically works. Yeah, I love that too because everybody hates Facebook advertising. So it's, it's <laughs> I'd rather do that too. Yeah, let's, yeah. So yeah, any process in marketing that we can automate seems to be the dream for a lot of businesses. Automating referrals is, is one of the challenges uh, with automating referrals is that referrals are quite often given as a way to extend trust. And I trust you. I'm going to tell my friend about you because I know you'll take care of them. Does automating that process in any way get in the way of that that required trust? I don't think so. And I don't want to sound biased because of where, where, I, where I work. But I do, I feel like at the end of the day, we're all exposed to content marketing and right. you know, pretty much at every single point of our lives. So I think it just doesn't come out unnatural, the fact that you're getting a message from a brand that you like and then they're telling you yeah. about what you can get. And, and sometimes, most importantly, in my opinion, you can give to your friends. Brands that have been able to show or explain the referral program to their customer base in a way that's more about this is what you can do for the people you love. If you loved our product, I'm sure your friend or your coworker will love it too. When you put the emphasis on what you can give, that usually works really well. Again, I don't think that the, obviously, if we receive a marketing email, we all assume at this point that it's automated. Nobody like took the time to actually write it down specifically for you. So I think when you get that out of the, out of the, the question and we just get to the basics of the message they're trying to send you, which is, this is this is how we, you both can benefit, both you and your friend. I think that sends a pretty direct message. And then also automating a referral program at the end of the day, it's just a matter of making it easier for everybody. The merchant doesn't right. have to worry about who are the customers that need to get rewarded. And then for the friend, it's a very easy way to make sure that they're also getting, getting the piece of the cake and also making sure that the friend is getting the discount or the promotion that was promised. So let's talk about incentives. That's another touchy subject for some people it's are you recommending this resource because you get 10 bucks or are you yeah. recommending this because you really think it'll help me and i think that's a question a lot of people struggle with do i incentivize or not obviously a, most of the programs that people run on referral candy have some form of incentive so mm -hmm. again i'd love to know your thoughts on on that idea of does that change the motivation in any way 
Yeah, so going back to what I just mentioned about the relationship between the person who's making the recommendation and the person who's receiving it, we've seen over the years that most of the referrals that at least we work with are happening in, in very small circles. So again, colleagues, mm -hmm. family members, mm -hmm. friends. So we start with the assumption that nobody's going to recommend something um, to, a, to a family member or to a friend, something that they act, didn't actually enjoy themselves or something that they, they wouldn't buy for themselves. The audience that these advocates are speaking to goes beyond the, the thought of this person trying to, is trying to sell me something. Uh, I, I, I always like to say that customers are your best salespeople. And the main reason for that is because they don't sound like salespeople. They're, they're your friend. They're, if they're going to recommend something to you, it's because they, they actually believe in it. So that, that's like the, the bottom line, I would say. And then in terms of actual rewards, one thing that I particularly believe that referral programs have in favor compared to affiliate programs, which is also something you can do on referral candy. Uh, but the difference between a referral program and an affiliate program is that on an affiliate program, there's definitely somebody that's getting something out of it, which is the person that's generating business, uh, the person that's making the recommendation. But the new customer doesn't really or doesn't necessarily receive something or gets incentivized to make that first purchase. It's all it's like the traditional sales deal. You as a salesperson get a commission and, and the new customer just buys the product and that's it. On referral program, we put the emphasis on both sides of the deal. It's how much are you getting as an advocate for referring your friends, but also what's your friend getting? And we've seen brands leveraging this in very powerful ways. And we've seen brands putting a lot more or like a, a, a much higher reward or incentive on the friend side rather than mm -hmm. the customer that's making the recommendation. Because again, most people are are going to recommend because it's going to come out of a natural conversation or an organic conversation. Yeah. So those brands that have been able to maybe offer, let's say uh, 25 or 30, or even sometimes we've seen up to 90% discount in some cases to the friend compared to what the advocate actually gets. They, the referral programs still do very well because the, their customers are still incentivized to refer their friends. It's just the actual incentive is not about what I can get myself, but what I can give. And so that's, a, that's powerful too. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. And I think that, that to me changes the right, the motivation in the right way. As you said, it's, I'm motivated to do this because you get something as mm -hmm. opposed to, yeah, maybe I get a little something for my time, but uh, we all win. So I think that that's a great distinction. And now a word from our sponsor. HubSpot's CRM platform is easy to adopt. HubSpot's contact timeline gives you the historical context you need to get work done and connect with customers. Because all of your customer data is in one place, it can serve as a single source of truth. In HubSpot, you can take an action right from the contact timeline. Make a call, enroll a contact in a sequence, schedule a meeting, and more. And if you're on the go, you can use the HubSpot mobile app, move work forward at any time by managing your customer experience, outreach, and team collaboration on your phone. Keep in touch with your prospects and quickly send updates, messages, and content across any of the apps you use, WhatsApp, Slack, Gmail, etc. using HubSpot's keyboard. And you don't have to spend a lot of time training your team. You can be sure that all of your contact information is going into one system, making your team more efficient. Learn more about how you can scale your company without scaling complexity at HubSpot.com.
Let's talk, let's stay on this idea of incentive again. Cash or you said a discount or product, which do you think is a stronger motive, not necessarily motivation, but a, a stronger appeal from a referral standpoint? Do people just want to get paid or would they rather get product or discounts? So my rule of thumb is it depends on your customer's behavior. So if you are selling a product that it's likely that your customers are going to come back to buy it again in the near yeah. future, offer a discount because that way you're right. not only acquiring sure. a new customer, but you're retaining an existing one. Um, I was recently on a show about a subscription businesses and I was actually going through some of our, our case studies on, on referral candy and I noticed that about half of our case studies are from subscription businesses. And it's because it, it works really well on those type of, of again, of the, like stores because first of all, the customer is so engaged with the product that that it's just on auto, it's literally on autopilot. They, they get charged right. every month, they receive the product and, and that's it. And they, they're happy that they're receiving the product. So it's kind of like a best case scenario for a brand. But at the same time, a referral program there works really well because again, customers truly love the product and, and, and it's probably going to come up in conversations um, usually. And also when they get a discount, it automatically gets applied to their subscription. Right. So it's, it's literally a no brainer for everybody involved. Now, if you're selling a product that your customers are not going to buy, anytime soon, or if you don't really have a strong reason to get them to come back to your store anytime soon, give them cash. We've also seen merchants offering like free products, for example, and, and they've been able to play with it in a like, gamification type of way. We actually have one particular case study of a merchant that was offering free products in exchange for, for recommendations. And um, they have five or six different products on their website. They're like kind of like uh, limited editions of the, like the same product, but in, in different models. Mm -hmm. And the way they were running the referral program is that you, if you refer five friends, we'll send you another product that you don't have. And then if you refer another five friends, we'll send you the next one. So it's collect them all, right? Uh, if you end mm -hmm. up collecting all five or six products, unlocked basically some, some sort of achievement. So we've seen that working as well. But as a rule of thumb, if you have a way to retain a customer and make sure that they're incentivized not only to refer a friend, but also to come back and buy from you again, go ahead and do it and offer a, a coupon. That will be my number one option always. Now with a, an online platform like Referral Candy, I, I'm guessing, and even actually in your description uh, on the website, you talk about e-commerce brands set up and run customer referral programs, but do you have some case studies of what would not necessarily be an e-commerce that would maybe even be a more traditional, maybe even somewhat offline business? Obviously they've got an online presence, but they do most of their business offline. Do you have any case studies of that type of business? So we actually, so we've experimented with businesses outside of e-commerce. Referral Candy, for full disclosure, it's like pretty much optimized for, for e-commerce. So that's where most of our customers are, are coming from. But we've experimented with some products in brick and mortar space. And we, yeah, we, we, we saw the, the kind of like the point where we got there was pretty much the same. Like merchants telling us, I'm sure I'm getting a lot of businesses from customers, but there's no way for me to track it. So we would, especially for cafes and restaurants and like uh, quick service restaurants type of businesses, we were facilitating those referrals and putting them in a kind of like an automated platform. Typically the problem for service businesses in order to run a referral program is that it's the purchase is not as straightforward as it is on an e-commerce store. It yeah, typically involves yeah. some sort of like offline interaction. So tracking yeah. offline, it's always a little bit difficult. We've worked, for example, with travel agencies that obviously before COVID, they were using referral candy to, to incentivize customers that just to return from a trip to refer their friends. And even though there was a little bit of, kind of like an offline interaction between 
back and forth, emails back and forth between the agents and the customers, they were able to implement the, the referral program. And it works because again, we're, it's a product that it's something you're gonna, definitely going to talk about. You're going to talk about the trip that you just, that you just did and you're going to explain you know, absolutely everything. You're going to show lots of pictures to your friends and the referral is going to come out naturally because when they ask, oh, how do you find out about this destination? They're going to say, oh, I did it through this company and this is how you can actually get $100 off your, your next trip. But yeah, when there's a little bit of an offline interaction, it, it always it can get a little bit more messy in terms of, of yeah. tracking, obviously. Of course, I suppose you could also do a quarterly email blast to all of your customers saying, want to give your friend $100 off their next purchase? So that would be a way to, regardless of the type of transaction, you've got that data on that customer. Let's talk a little bit about fraud. I'm sure that there have been some folks that have scammed some referral, you know, up, up, opportunities, some affiliate opportunities as well. How do you protect against that that unscrupulous person that is going to figure out a way to get 150 bucks 10 times mm-hmm. out of you when they're not really doing what the campaign was set up to do? Yeah, for referral candy, we actually also had some recent developments in, in terms of new features that we created around fraud. But pretty much from the very beginning, we've been, we built a system that automatically prevent fraudulent transactions from taking place in the first place. So even if they happen, we'll not track them as referral purchases and therefore the person who made the, the fraudulent recommendation will not get a reward and, and same yeah. for the new customer. And so some of those things include obviously making sure that the person that's making the, rec- the recommendation is not the same person that it's getting recommended so not mm. nobody's referring themselves we can check on ip addresses we can check on there's you know, several like again several systems that we have to automate prevent them from happening now yeah. we also understand people i mean fraud is getting smarter and so we need yeah. to also upgrade our systems and so on top of that on top of the kind of like the built-in anti-fraud systems that we already have we've created a, a fraud center so those are that's a place on a referral candy account where you can see activity that it's it's past our filters, but we still think that it might be sus- that it's suspicious. It's definitely suspicious, but we think that it might be fraudulent. And so those things might include somebody that went from having no referrals to doing tens or hundreds in a matter of uh-huh. days or weeks. That's definitely yeah. suspicious, but it might look clean in our systems, but we still want to flag it to the merchants or we want to prevent also merchants from finding out that their coupon codes are on a coupon site, which is obviously not the case for, or not the ideal scenario for, for a referral program. So those things, again, even either we were able to track them in the first place, or even if we're, even if they do pass our filters, we want to race it to the merchant uh, so they can make the last call and figure out if that person was actually making a a successful referral transaction or just uh, trying to game the system. So give us kind of the one, two, three. If I'm I'm somebody who's thinking about setting up a referral campaign, how, how does it work with referral? Step number one is to connect referral candy with your store. So if you're on major e-commerce platforms like Shopify, uh, WooCommerce, BigCommerce, Magento, the process is it's pretty simple uh, and pretty much automated for almost all of them. The second step is to set up the rewards. So, so uh, what are you going to give to your advocates to to go out and refer, whether it's yeah. cash or a coupon or a, or a product? And also, what are you going to give to their friends? So you incentivize them to make that first, that first purchase and turn them into customers and obviously into advocates later on. And then the third step, it's promotion. 
So yeah. you need to constantly remind your customers that you have a referral program, that they can benefit from it, that their friends can benefit from it as well. And uh, as many channels as you can as you can use or obviously whatever your audience is hanging out, just make sure that they get the message. Something you mentioned earlier about quarterly reminders, that's actually one of the features that we offer our customers is that they can email their customer base every month or every couple of months and just to remind them about it. So yeah, I would say uh, integration, rewards, and then just promotion. Make sure that it's it's out there. Awesome. Thanks for stopping by the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. And that's just referralcandy.com if you want to learn uh, more about it. And uh, hopefully hopefully we'll be able to see, uh, see each other in person someday when we all get back out there on the road again. Absolutely. Thank you so much. All right. That wraps up another episode of the Duct Tape Marketing Podcast. I want to thank you so much for tuning in. Feel free to share this show. Feel free to give us reviews. You know, we love those things. Also, did you know that we had created training marketing training for your team. If you've got employees, if you've got a staff member that wants to learn a marketing system, how to install that marketing system in your business, check it out. It's called the Certified Marketing Manager Program from Duct Tape Marketing. You can find it at ducttapemarketing.com and just scroll down a little and find that tab that says training for your team.